0: Welcome to the Mike on Much Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Veerman. I am joined by my friend and trust producer, Max Kerman. We also have our pop culture aficionado, Shane Cunningham, and intern Erica is on the dials. And also, because all of us are on the phone, just like our last podcast, because we are all in lockdown, Um, that is the nature of the world these days, we have uh, Manager Ash, who's on the line, just listening in. Um,
1: Guys, how's it going? Pretty good. All right. Uh, Weird, but good. (laughs)
2: Yeah, same. Yep.
1: For me, I'm finding it like if there was ever a pandemic tailor-made for me, this one would be it. Just because I'm finding it very easy and comfortable, and I guess maybe it shows how bad the commute was before. Like uh, because I actually <laughs> I actually prefer this way of living. As odd as that that sounds, I'm I'm enjoying this. Uh, so I, I I have like almost a guilt because I know there's other people. Uh, having it much, uh, much, much tougher time than me. So for them, I feel sympathy, but for me, I'm enjoying the the benefits of this.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like we're all learning a little bit about ourselves during this period of time, for sure.
1: Yeah, it's like some people maybe thought they were an introvert, and now they think, oh, maybe I was an extroverted person. But for me, it just confirms what I've always known is that this is, like, I am a true,
3: true introvert. Hmm, Mike, I haven't heard from you at all. It feels like in, in the message boards on our Champagne Boys group, I mean, and just in general. What have you been doing?
0: Yeah, I actually we did a Champagne Boys uh like everybody got together on house party or something on Friday night to like say what's up. I joined everybody there, but weirdly oh, you I didn't and know. Shane that. Were well, that,
1: that was one, Alex's uh that was Alex's birthday. So I I would have been there, but I was celebrating with uh Alex and it it was funny because Alex she said Shane this is the best birthday I've ever had and uh it's just it's just (laughs) funny because last year I literally spent over a thousand dollars to make her have the best birthday and she still said she prefers this one
0: (laughs) yeah no I've been uh yeah like I've been you know it's interesting like I was saying like We're all hunkered down here and, uh, you know, it's like we're, we're downtown Toronto. It's a lot different. Like a lot of you guys are back at like your houses and stuff like that. I mean, I know Ash and Erica are in the same situation as me, but, you know, like we have a family and so it's like... You, you know it's like I, I feel like if we had you know we're at our house in Hamilton or something like that and like Winona could run around in a backyard I feel like things would be sort of um just a, a little bit sort of like uh, I don't know what the word is not easy because I think these times are very sort of like fraught with um you know like high stress like I find that I'm very much like uh you know I, I have to take a break from the news because it's kind of driving yeah. me insane nope. in some ways um I, yeah, you know what I mean and, and like I, I'm just like in general, like I think I'm a very good like uh, like go with the flow sort of person when life is going normal, you know. But then when things get like this and there's sort of so much uncertainty, it's like I'm good when I know what steps one, two, three, and four are. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like right now we just have to live in step one, and none of us can actually plan for step two, three, and four, and that's always a hard place for me to occupy. Um, so like with all of that i'm just kind of like we're here like as a unit and just sort of really focused on like winona it's like it's a handful to take care of like a toddler who's kind of running around the apartment all the time as well you know what i mean, I mean it is hard to like go for walks and stuff because it's like mm-hmm. you're in an apartment building it's like dude you want to get in the elevator and you know all of those sort of anxieties uh play into it but you just have to sort of like press forward and keep a positive attitude and all of that stuff but um yeah i try to jo- jump in and be social with the guys like in general like that that house party on friday night when we all jumped in but again being in an apartment like winona's one room over so it's not like i can crack a beer and like even jump in on the conversation too much because it's like when five guys are talking you have to sort of like be able to talk loud and you you can't even in this situation where everyone else is kind of like in their study or their office or whatever in their houses so yeah i've just been really sort of focused on hanging in with uh danica and winnie and sort of uh family time, man, and trying to stay mentally uh, healthy and, and all that. And, and I think there's probably a lot of people out there that are, are, are trying to get through this thing.
1: Hey, how are you handling the, the elevator situation? Like if, if you go in and someone else comes in, do you guys just go on the complete opposite side of the elevator?
0: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and and people have been good about like if there's two in, like, we, you know, you get to a floor, the third person usually right. won't get in. Mm. like they'll wait for the next Mm. elevator yeah like people are very like people are abiding by the rules you know like people understand the reality of the situation this building too they're like literally there's always somebody in like a a, some sort of you know outfit protective outfit that's cleaning things constantly so that's a measure of sort of like uh comfort but to be honest we like we rarely even like we Mm -hmm. rarely go out it's like mostly just in the apartment and kind of you know paying attention to things but yeah i certainly am like uh when i'm watching all the champagne boys in their houses i'm like oh man this seems like such a good idea to live downtown close to work and now it's like i didn't expect there to be the global pandemic and you know and now i'm like damn it i should have stayed in hamilton and <laughs> yeah. did the commute
3: <laughs> yeah i'm sure uh you know shane wasn't uh you know, i'm sure Jane, Shane was jealous of you for the last you know yeah. two years now
1: how the tables have turned yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Always oh, oh, seems so clever until there's yeah, a global exactly. pandemic. I kind of saw this coming, to be honest. Of um, <laughs> kidding, of course. <laughs> you
0: did. You planned for everything, though. You're very but, smart that way. Uh,
1: also, something I, I didn't see coming is I weighed myself the other day because, as Ash probably knows, I've left my weight scale in her office because the last time weighed we weighed, each, we weighed <laughs> each other, we went out. So I've been kind of thinking... Oh, in in this last week, I've probably gained weight. And then uh, I did a house swap with uh, my in-laws for Alex's birthday because Alex wanted to have a bath in, in their nice big tub for her birthday. But I stepped on their scale, and I'm the same weight Max was when he started the weight loss challenge. So I've lost 14 pounds.
3: Okay, hold on a second, though. We've uh, yeah. We've agreed that your scale is also kind of fucked up. It's very... Uh, it's not the same as my scale. Like, my my scale was, like, seven pounds lighter than your scale. Like, when I weighed myself, like, uh, on the same day, mm-hmm. I think. Or maybe five pounds. So, do we know what kind of scale they're using?
1: Uh, John said he just bought it, and he said it's extremely accurate.
2: <laughs>
3: just let me
1: have this <laughs> moment, weird, weird to say. The scale said I'm 185. I need this moment.
3: I'm 185. Okay, never mind. I'm sure you... I'm sure you're 185, buddy. That's great. That's awesome. I would expect a better reaction, but okay. I've de- I've
0: definitely uh, I've definitely dropped weight on this uh, this run for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. What's What's your Why? key? Panic? Well, two things. <laughs> <laughs> Extreme anxiety. Yeah. Exactly. My body's always in a state of flex. And I've almost broken my back molars from grinding my teeth. Yeah. That that whole thing. That is one. Uh, two. Um, I, I honestly I think I just eat like shit at work like you know what I mean like Shane you sit next to me you're like you're a pig lunch is always like something mm. on Queen Street <laughs> it's always something on Queen Street it's like whether it's like ah, I guess I'll go, you know go here I'll go here it's a sub or like it's just like there's a lot of bread now I find that like Danica is actually like prepping all these like these sort of like good like we're eating like soup or you know what I mean we'll have like a like a like a healthy amount of pasta you know or we'll like you know we'll do like we did like chicken and rice and like a nice salad and it's like so I'm just kind of naturally eating better than I normally do and I haven't really been snacking um so yeah like I've actually sort of I've I've dropped weight as well but I would say mostly the stress more so than the uh the, uh, the actual diet, but the
3: diet is helping and I'm just not eating as much as nice. I did at work. This pandemic is doing wonders for our weight loss yeah. challenge. Like honestly, we should have started the weight loss challenge like <laughs> a little closer to the pandemic. I know, It's almost cheating right? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but you're right. Like I've been eating, obviously we're all eating at home a lot, cooking really healthy stuff. We're doing um, these sort of daily workouts. Um, like like on YouTube, we, we put them up on the TV and uh, yeah, I, I feel like I'm in super good shape. I was thinking about like a lot of musicians right now. and I feel like a lot of musicians are either going to go like 1970s Elvis during this period or like 84 Springsteen. Like people are either going to get like kind of round because they've just been sitting around not doing anything and just snacking and drinking beer a lot at home or the people are going to get ripped. And I'm hoping I get ripped like 1984 Springsteen. So that that's what I'm aiming for right now. You can do it, Max. I have faith. Uh, Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, Was that an
1: Elvis callback there?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think I it must have been. You know, any any callback or pun or anything has always been subconscious. And you and Shane, you've talked about how most people they do subconscious puns I'm all the time. I'm noticing it everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Erica, how are you doing?
2: Um, I'm doing pretty good. I'm getting a little bored. And tired of being inside. Mm. I actually, I was going to ask you guys for advice because um, my whole family was out of the country last week. So they're self-quarantining for 14 days. So mm-hmm. because of this, um, I've had my mom's car for the week and I'm going to have it for next week. instead mm. stuff too. I mean, not that I'm really going anywhere. I'm sort of just going to the grocery store and back. But I've kind of fucked up her car. Like I, I got this giant chip in the windshield, which like that's obviously not my fault. But then I also, like, smashed the rearview mirror. (laughs) I haven't told her yet. And I don't know, like, (laughs) if she'll give me, like, you know, like, (laughs) quarantine sympathy or what? Or should I go try and get it fixed before I bring it back to her? Like, what should I do?
1: Yeah, I wouldn't try to get it Ooh. fixed. I think that she's got bigger fish to fry. The whole world is scared about so many other things. Just tell her, you, uh, you know, you you were in a little bit of a panic. You were worried you you weren't yourself. And, uh, you know, things happen. I think she'll understand.
2: Yeah, so the, I smashed it because I was coming into my garage going backwards. And my garage mm. is very tight. That's mm. how it smashed. And before I left, she even told me, erica make sure you click the button to bring the rear view mirrors in so they don't smash and i was like yeah yeah i know <laughs> Jeez. so yeah I'm, i'll have to tell her but uh I'm, I'm gonna put it off for a few more days
1: yeah i think
0: this is a good time for bad news like shane said i think if there's any time to like yeah if there's any time that you could like you know break out bad news and people are gonna be like i'm just happy that you're safe and, and
2: healthy True. this That's is a good time. call. yeah I, I hope she doesn't mind i don't think she will they have bigger fish to fry
3: yeah, I really think we're in this. Yeah, new um, the society just feels so much different. Uh, ha- Ashley just texted me uh, hashtag pandemic sympathy, yeah. <laughs> and I feel like no nobody's getting really canceled these days either. Have you noticed that? Like, the, like there's no nobody's getting canceled, and I think that's kind of a sign that you know people are just focused on the bigger thing. So it's like your mom's not going to get that mad at you because you busted the car because she's just like happy you're you're healthy and doing okay, right? So th- there is a. Uh, I think we're seeing the world through an entirely different lens now which is kind of interesting I'm very
0: fascinated because we we are in like this time now where it's like the jello still we don't really know how to to act socially like sort of we're all inside we're sort of only interacting online and so like when you say nobody's getting canceled it's like we don't know how to do anything like there's there's no sports mm-hmm. right now. We can't we can't interact. We can't congregate in the places that we normally do. We sort of have like 60 years of behavior that we've built up since the last like major yeah. war that affected North America. We're all such summer children. We don't know what to do in times of like sacrifice and real fear. You know, the way that everything's locked down and the way that we do all of the social norms are gone.
3: Let's get into topics okay. right now. This, this is uh we, we have some things on the agenda Sure. Here.
0: Yeah, and and I think in general too, you know, a lot of people reached out um, to our to our Instagram DMs and stuff like that. It's like we're all scared. I'm sure that a lot of people listening to this are very scared, but I mean. I wouldn't even call us broadcasters or entertainers or whatever. We're just a bunch of friends that like to get together and do a podcast. And, you know, one of our our sort of like um, mission statements for this episode and hopefully going forward during this time is to just be entertaining and light because you can spend the other, you know, 23 hours of a day. And Lord knows that I certainly have spent a lot of them um, worrying about things. So right now, let's kind of like let's try and have some fun.
3: Yeah, I just feel like there's so much serious shit that we can access like uh, the other 23 hours of the day. Uh, But I've actually had an amazing time listening to Conan O'Brien's last podcast when he had Will Arnett on. And also like the emergency podcast he did on the weekend. Oh my goodness. So it's just like these little lights uh, uh, over the course of a day can can really keep you going. So let's uh, talk about Goofy Shit because I think that's uh, probably our best public service right now. Yeah.
0: Okay. So topic number one is this viral Imagine video that Gal Gadot (laughs) uh, started. I'm sure everybody's seen it. Uh, She, you know, reached out to a bunch of her celebrity friends and they sang John Lennon's Imagine. Uh, Sort of they all, I don't know if they all sang the full, like, you know, three minutes into their phone and then somebody edited together the the sort of the mashup. But it went out there. uh, It went viral. And it seemed that uh, people immediately were like, what the fuck is this? Uh, why do you think... Why do you think... For something that seemed like it was meant to be soothing and comforting and say, hey, we're all in this together. Why have people pushed back so hard
1: against the the, the, the gesture? What I think bothered a lot of people, it seemed like Gal was pretty thirsty to go viral. And it when you try so... Mm. When you try so <laughs> hard, there's something lame about it. Whereas I don't think the trumpet guy in Italy was like this is gonna be sweet once it gets twenty million views. <laughs> he was just doing it to be a, a sweetheart, and it was organic, whereas this feels so so contrived
3: that it's it's hard to have your heart warmed by it. um I totally agree with you, Shane. Another thing that I was thinking about it was like when when she sets a, sends out the text messages to her other rich and famous celebrity friends, I wonder who goes. Oh, sh- okay, I guess I got to do it. Gal's Gal's a friend, and she's you know, she's a big star. Okay, okay, I guess I'm going to do it. And I wonder who goes. Uh, sorry, Gal, just a little tied up right now. And I wonder who like doesn't get back to her at all because I just think that like for someone like Sarah Silverman or Will Ferrell, who normally would be like have a pretty good feel for what's lame and what's actually funny and what's actually heartfelt, whereas like Gal Gadot, I don't know if she totally has that in her skill set. Clearly, mm-hmm. it's like I, I wonder who is kicking themselves right now, going, fuck, I, sh- I knew this was a stupid fucking idea. I shouldn't have fucking done it. And uh, now I just look like an idiot. Did, did you guys see the doc? No, it wasn't a doctor. It was like another version of it where somebody had imposed each celebrity's net worth like as they were singing their part. <laughs> <So> <laughs> no, I like, didn't see that. Having, oh having my Having a goodness. great time in their backyard. Like Gal Gadot, it's like 20 million. Sarah Silvermore, 8 million. Will Farrell, 50 million or whatever it is. So it's just like, you know, I think it's such a good lesson for all celebrities and they're going to think about this every time they want to do something, quote unquote, heroic that they're going to be like, OK, is this on any level the imagined thing that Gal Gadot tried to pull off?
0: No, it's like throw money at supplies, throw money at like, you know, L.A. County General, like like, anyway, one of the things I was going to say that I think is effective. I did see somebody on Twitter was like, uh, oh, this is really comforting. A bunch of like uh, isolated celebrities in their homes where their mortgages are already paid off. (laughs) You know what I mean? They aren't too concerned about they're already set up. I think what it is, is it's like people have more increasingly become very aware of like Income inequality or situational inequality. And so like what is meant to be like this moment of like unifying we're all in this together. I think the masses, people out here who can't get, you know, COVID-19 tests, people who are like scared about their families, people who are scared about their financial futures, they're watching this video and they're just seeing like – 12 celebs who are who are sorted out they're good you know what i mean so they're just like it's it's hard to watch that and be like you know what that does make me feel a little better all you do is you go well shit like they seem pretty happy like what i'm i'm it's it's a hard thing to reconcile and i think that's why it misses the mark does that make sense to you guys
3: no totally i right now the only thing that i want to see is uh are people like shining a light on the heroes that are actually working right now? Like that's truly the only thing oh I want to see. Like, like all, so a celebrity can either say like, uh, you know, I'm donating a bunch of money to, you know, Get hospital supplies to my local hospital, or to an organization that supports grocery store workers, or to food banks. Uh, or uh, they can shut the fuck up. Like it's it's really only those those two options. But like anything, it's like it was just so a- asinine to. to- <laughs> to think that people hey can you sing one line of a song imagine like it's so like irrelevant to what's even happening right now like it's like what does that song really even have to do with the virus
1: (laughs) you know it's crazy it just sounds like it should have something to do with it but really it it doesn't have anything (laughs) 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 um max
0: you said like you know when you think about the celebrities like getting the text from gal gadot and being like Eh, I probably shouldn't do this, but I don't want to be rude. Yeah. I am the sort of person that would do it because I didn't want to be rude to Gal Gadot, and then immediately after it went up, they'd be like, "God damn it! Why did oh. I do that?" Oh. But I <laughs> the can't second say no. you
1: see her intro, her intro's so bad, like she should have done another take. Like she kind of like lost her train of thought, and then she's like, "Uh, it goes a little something like this," and it it just it was so uh, a non sequitur into the song that anyone who participated in, <laughs> as they're watching that, they're like, "Oh shit! I'm a part of this." But if if Gal messaged me, I'd be so, like, I, I of course, would would do it. You'd be so honored that she included you. Especially me, who's not that famous. (laughs) Yeah, you probably had the same uh, reaction that James Marsden has. He was probably like, sweet, okay. But James, were you embarrassed by the people who really went for it, like James? Like, what's the cooler move to kind of be authentic and actually try your hardest? Or do the Sarah Silverman thing? Sarah Silverman played it the right way. Sarah Silverman kind of did it
3: goofy. She did do it goofy, but, like, it is a testament to how bad this project is that even Sarah Silverman, who always has a bit of a tongue-in-cheek thing going and can take the piss out of herself, even her appearance in it, I go, oh, Sarah Silverman, you should not have fucking done this. Like, how did you think? Like, you're smarter than this. You are better than this. And so she could not even, like, charm her way out of it. Same thing with Will Ferrell for that matter. Yeah.
0: I don't even think I got as far as Will Ferrell, to be honest. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But another thing I did watch that I thought was very funny uh, was Max, you sent uh, John Mayer uh, did a bit where he basically was like, they asked me to be a part of this. uh, But I thought they meant imagine the Ariana Grande song, not imagine the John (laughs) Lennon song. And then he did a cut where it's like all the celebs singing and then he would insert himself doing the different song. That was hilarious. That That was probably one of the best laughs I've had in a long time.
3: It was so good. John Mayer is actually proving himself to be sort of the perfect guy for this uh, chapter that we're in because he's really good at talking to the camera. He, he's like really smart. He's got a great sense of humor. And I was thinking about um, the celebrities' reactions to uh, the John Mayer video because he does this thing where he's not quite making fun of them directly, he's kind of making fun of himself. But he is using his platform to talk about this really embarrassing thing one more time. Do you know what I mean? Like if I'm those celebrities that were in the original video, I'm like, oh, God, can the news cycle please pick up so people stop talking about what fucking idiots we are? But there goes John Mayer bringing it up one more time. And again, yeah, he's not making fun of them, but he is shining a light on it. Which So do you think the other celebrities in the video were annoyed at John Mayer or do they think it was funny? Would you guess?
0: Uh, You just got to laugh at it at that point if you're them.
3: I think you just have to fight fire
1: with fire, and if I was Will Ferrell, I would just release like a a, a statement saying that it wasn't him, like like it was a deep fake <laughs> or something, <laughs> uh, or like have a press conference or
3: something. I think it, I think that would be the way to play it. You know, if he, if Will Ferrell was smart, he'd make a press conference and then he'd donate a bunch of money, like he'd kind of turn it into a good thing. He'd make it really funny. He'd be like, that wasn't me, or I was drugged, or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Exactly. Like, but I do think this is an important issue, and I'm going to donate a million dollars to the L.A. County mm-hmm. Hospital. So uh, I am, I, I, I'm, profoundly apologi- I, I'm profoundly sorry. I want to apologize. And to make good, I hear some money. That's what he should yeah. do. The other thing which is kind of interesting right now is that celebrities um, have a lot more time on their hands. And you just see some of them acting in very strange ways. I know everybody's doing live streams, Arkell's included. Obviously, we're not A-list celebra- celebrities. But did you see the Madonna thing of her like kind of dancing around the kitchen in like a crazy way? Did you not
0: see in the Champagne Boys group that I, that I shared it?
3: Oh, that was your – oh, no, I didn't see that. Yeah. What did you say
0: about it? So – oh, maybe I saw a different video. But Madonna released a video of her in like her bathroom and she's like doing a parody song, I think of Vogue, but it's about fried fish. And then Weird Al Yankovic responded to that and goes, see, it's not so
1: easy. Did you guys see that Shane? Did you see that in the Champagne Boys group that I put? Yeah, that? I clicked it. It, it, it I, I did see that you put a Weird Al Yankovic thing up, but uh, I when I when I <laughs> <laughs>
2: you guys know me, I love Weird
1: Al. <laughs> uh, but yeah, when I clicked it, it didn't it didn't populate. So I guess maybe it was so popular that it crashed or something. Yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> well, I think her, her the
0: video she posted of her in the bathroom doing the parody song of her own song for Fried Fish or whatever only had like sixteen thousand likes, but Weird Al's like you see, it's not so easy had like 70,000
3: so you know Mm -hmm. who have you who have been your favorite live stream so far guys like in terms of just like celebrities or just like personalities doing stuff like I'll I'll start and then I'll throw it to you guys I really loved obviously uh John Mayer I like the the nightly thing he's doing on his Instagram. Uh, I I'm a sucker for Coldplay. Chris Martin did a live stream. You can watch it, and um, it was like just 20 minutes of him just like taking requests and playing piano in his house. And because he's charming, because he's good at talking to the camera, he's good at interacting. Uh, he does his Chris Martin thing. I thought that was awesome. Um, and Jimmy Kimmel had the Killers on the late night show. I don't know if you saw this. Sorry, the Jimmy Kimmel show, and they did their new single "Caution," but in the bathroom. Um, and so it's just basically Brandon playing a, a little keyboard, a drum beat, and like a electronic drum beat, and their drummer Ronnie playing guitar. And I was like, man, they fucking killed it. And the song sounded kind of better than ever in this stripped down form. And they totally made it work. So shouts to everybody out there who's like making, making the most of it. And it's interesting to see like which people can really thrive in this situation and, you know, which celebrities like kind of, you know, this sort of interacting isn't quite their sweet spot. Uh, Shane, who, who do you like right now? I haven't been watching any of
1: them. Uh, so what I normally do when somebody's live streaming is I click it for 10 seconds, get bored and shut it off. Uh, I don't know why. Fair I'm always enough. curious of what they're doing, but then instantly I'm like, eh, I shouldn't be here and I, I just get out of it. And I also find <laughs> I shouldn't be well, here. I'm just like, ah, this isn't for me. <laughs> I don't give a shit. But I'm also finding I'm super busy in this time period and uh, I thought this would be a time where I'm getting a lot of stuff done around the house or whatever, but I found with work it was almost twice as busy as it would normally be. And then I was doing so many other side projects around the the house, like just for like my wife's blog that I, I just don't have the time. There's it doesn't seem like there's enough hours in the day right now. And I thought I didn't think this would be the case. But yeah, I, I don't have time to really like watch internet videos or even TV. Mike?
0: I'm actually in the same uh, the same boat as Shane. I haven't really been watching a lot of stuff. I've I kind of was like, it, you know, I feel like it's taken me sort of the week to even feel what this is all about. You know, like I think that first week was very you know, concerning. And I was like, I was reading a lot and the news is obviously very harrowing and, and frightening. And then so I found, I was like, I couldn't even enjoy the more frivolous things. I did see, I saw Chris Martin, dude. I, like I, like Shane said, I watched maybe 15 seconds. And I was like, oh, this is cool. But I was like, I'm just, I'm not in that space yet to like, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess it's just the way that I sort of operate. Like to enable for me to enjoy like anything where it's like, whether it's like basketball or like a movie or like drinks with friends, I need to be in a good place Uh, emotionally in order to enjoy the more frivolous things in life and I think that's what's been so weird uh, and difficult for me during this time is I can't get to that place you know I almost need to get to two weeks from now and it's the new normal and then I can start to enjoy all these things that max like you're sort of mentioning like I'm mostly just concerned about like my kid and my family and you know things of that nature so it's I find it very difficult to enjoy sort of like the more silly things but as every day passes I get more and more... I feel more and more like myself. And then I feel like I'm... You know, I, I, I watched the latest episode of Picard and that took me a while to do that. And it's like... So I'm actually looking forward to the point where it's like I'm going to watch, you know, that 25 minutes of Chris Martin's live stream because I'm 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 down to see him play a bunch of his hits on the piano and talk to the camera. I just haven't been able to like do it. I mostly just kind of like, I'm trying to play with my daughter and, 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 and hang out with Dan and just try to be like present as much as I can, even though everything's going on. So yeah, I mean, that's not, that's not like a great answer. I'm like, Oh, there's this awesome channel with a bunch of cats playing. Uh, but, uh, (laughs) that's kind of how I've been, that's kind of how I've been like consuming and and that, that the answer is not that much, but I think the further it goes, um, and the more comfortable we all get with the new reality, then I'll start to get back on the old, uh, the internet and start laughing at shit. Like I said, that thing that you sent, uh, Maxi, of John Mayer doing the celebrity singing—that's probably the hardest I've laughed like in a, in a full week, and it felt good. <laughs> uh, that's good,
3: Erica. What about you? What's uh, what's keeping you happy?
2: Yeah, I feel like the every time I open Instagram, there's like five to ten people going live, so it's kind of hard to keep up. But
3: mm. I actually
2: started listening to this week, and I've heard I've been meaning to really listen to the podcast for a long long time. I'm really late to the game but Reply All. Mm. So good. I'm yep. just catching up on that now and it's like really I love it. It's it's a really good podcast. I've been listening to that a lot.
3: Pod recommendation? Mm-hmm. Um yeah, the the uh, I think I'm did I mention on the last podcast or I might have mentioned on our live stream but yeah, that, there was a episode the most recent one or the second most recent one is uh, called The Case of the Missing Hit from Reply All and it's very very good. So if you Are looking for a feel-good story? Listen to Reply All, Case of the Missing Hit. Um, Okay, let's get on the next topic. All right, moving on to the next topic. We had uh,
0: delightful surprises. Which leaders or celebs have come out and impressed you so far? uh, Who surprised you? You know, people that might have stepped up. Uh, Max, you'd mentioned in our little text group here that a lot of people are sort of impressed with Doug Ford, uh, who has been a politician that's been you know maligned a lot by uh, certain members of uh, the media and 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 at times we've had a giggle on this pod about Doug Ford. But uh, yeah, Max, what what did you think about uh, Doug Ford and what people are saying about him?
3: Yeah, no, I mean, usually um, I get a lot of my politics from our friend Dan Hamilton, and Dan Hamilton really hates Doug Ford, and probably for good reason. But he said, listen, I got to give credit where credit's due. Doug, Doug Ford's actually doing a pretty good thing right now, and I think like the... Uh, provincial government is like kicking in high gear, and they're trying to help people as best as they can. Um, I think Trudeau's actually come off really good um, through this. So obviously, it's so unusual with his wife uh, having the illness as well. But uh, I find his press conferences every day to be reassuring. Um, do you guys? Would you guys agree that you guys like uh, the Trudeau pressers, or just like the the way he's acting right now in this sort of like wartime esque uh, mood in the country? Well, he always looks pretty cool Uh, yeah
0: yeah Yeah. i you know it's funny uh and i were even talking about how there's like you know they talk about how there's like wartime presidents and peacetime presidents it's like trump is the ultimate peacetime president like meaning like the minute things get slightly bad it's like it's like Oh, we're fucked because it's like he doesn't, you know, watch the way he handles sort of like uh, whether it's questions about the epidemic, what he's going to do or the pandemic, what he's going to do, all that. Stuff. It, like there, At no point do you feel confidence in the plan going forward. <laughs> Alternatively, I, will, I, I agree with you, Max, like watching Trudeau talk, it felt like there was a sense of calmness. There was a sense of like uh, studiousness, like we're going to learn everything we can. But, you know, as we learn, it's like, here are the resources that we need for our people. Let's get everybody home. It just felt like there was a plan. And that feels good. It's just like, maybe the plan's wrong. Maybe it won't work. Maybe it will work. But just in a time like this, you need somebody that says, this is the plan and projects calm confidence. And it's like, that's kind of all you really want out of your leader in a time like this. And I feel like that is what the PM, that's what Trudeau has done as, as a Canadian. That's how I felt every time that Danik and I have watched him. And like, Yeah,
2: I agree fully.
0: Yeah. And, and it feels, yeah. I mean, that that's so I agree with you. I, I feel like he's he's very much impressed me and I'm just like... I'm, yeah, I'm very, I'm very proud to be up here and sort of like, uh, yeah, there's a sense of calm in, in a time where there's a lot of uncertainty. Yeah, so so I, I, what I'm. What about on board. Uh,
1: Doug Ford? Because my wife hates Doug Ford. Like, I feel like a lot of people already like Trudeau, so it's not that big of a stretch to say like you're impressed with him right now. But with Doug Ford, my wife kind of hated him. And after he gave his initial, uh, after he spoke, uh, did his speech in his initial press release thing she was kind of like wow is it weird that i think doug ford's hot now and i, f- I found that <laughs> <up>. <laughs> i found that to be a hot The take. power of a good speech yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh. and then she just took me up to the room and uh, had her way with me but uh of course that's a joke of a little levity in this
3: uh, harrowing time but what, what do you guys think of uh doug ford I mean, I, to be honest, I haven't been following what he's done that closely. <laughs> I just know that Dan Hamilton just is like, dude's doing a pretty good job. And for Dan Hamilton to say that is... is So go- is this b-
1: considered better? I'm not up with it either, obviously. But is this considered better than the way he handled the buck a beer thing? Or is it on par or what? I was going to say, it seems
0: like it seems like the difference is like... We've kind of entered this era of, like, not carnival barkers, but, like, these politicians that come in and they're kind of, like, you know, they appeal to a certain base and they're, like, buck a beer is a big Cause thing. Because that's, like, that's
1: a great deal, right?
0: It's a great slogan. I don't know how that whole thing worked out. I don't know what, what happened there. Isn't it just there, you, get, you like, get a beer for a buck? I, I don't Like, I don't even know how that gets implemented. Is that, like, a certain, certain brand? Is it at the liquor store? I, I don't know what that even means. Like, I just know it was a right. catchy campaign slogan.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think they were trying to sell – Beer for a buck, but a lot of the beer manufacturers were like, oh, "We can't actually provide beer for that that amount of money," and uh, this is actually not particularly helpful. And the other thing is, it's like it was sort of a cheap ploy. The critics of of the buck of yeah. beer and the other things that Doug Ford tried to implement when he first came to office or like during his campaign was that it was just like a cheap ploy to win over vote, votes when. When people uh, who kind of care about things functioning correctly would go, can we not talk about like a buck of beer? Mm-hmm. And can we actually have like a real plan when it comes to like autism education or, you know, so- social services, like those things. So it's like people were annoyed that that's where he put most of his attention.
0: So, yeah. So what my point was that like essentially when those politicians come along, when a real crisis strikes like what we're in right now, you go – you're going you're gonna to find out like, okay, like, are they just sort of like a carnival barker that's all about the buck of beer and kind of like, you know, local politics, whatever. Or are they going to kind of step up and weirdly show this sense of leadership and calmness? And I think that's what people are so surprised by is like for a lot of people on the left or maybe center left who are like, oh, Doug, Doug Ford's a clown. He's just there for, you know, the, the press conferences and the headlines, et cetera, et cetera. I think they're like, oh, shit. Like he actually kind of has executed a plan and he's come out and he's kind of, he's displayed a certain uh,
1: level of leadership. But, but aren't these guys just reading teleprompters? You know what I mean? Like, do you think he really came up with a plan or someone much smarter than him in a moment of sheer panic said, you have to do this or else we have no other idea. And he's like, just write the speech and I will dictate it perfectly.
0: I don't even I don't even give a shit. I'm like, I think that's part of like uh, being a good politician is listening to other people, like actual expert experts. I think sometimes that's where Trump gets himself into trouble because it's like, he, he, he's so caught up in the partisan issue that it's like maybe the best expert on a certain subject doesn't lean the same way as him politically. So then Trump might dismiss that person. It's like a really good leader is like, I don't care where your politics are. Who's the like, who's the best scientist in the room? Who's the best doctor in the room? I don't know. Let's get those opinions together and then go forward. So if Doug Ford is listening to people that are actually way smarter than him, they're going to write the speech for him. I'm like, yo, you're being a good that Like, that's what now, you do. The
1: job sounds pretty easy in that case.
3: I could do that. No, that's honestly like (laughs) – it's true though. Like that's what um, a good leader does is they assemble an incredible team of people much smarter than them (laughs) and they go, okay, what's the issue? Okay, who can give give me the answer to this question? And the thing with Trump is that like the only thing he cares about are his ratings and how the economy was doing. So back in the end of January, early February – Experts were saying this is a problem and he didn't listen to them. He just said, okay, I don't want anybody to fuck with my economy. So I'm not going to listen to you. So like he just goes off script all the time because his needs are so surface level and that, it, and they're so cheap. It's just like, what is, what is going to be the thing that's going to get me through today? And the crazy thing is that that strategy basically worked for the first three and a half years. And as Mike was saying, it's like he's a great peacetime president because he can just like ride out the good news. He can swat away the bad stuff because he just gets on to the next issue day after day. And because there's always a new controversy. But when something like this, something as serious as this with like human lives at stake, you know, it comes, comes to the comes knocking at the door. It's like he is so ill, ill prepared to, to deal with it. And it kind of gets back to this idea. I've been thinking a lot of it lately. It's like, there is this conservative instinct a lot. And you see, especially in American politics, where it's like, they want small government, they like, they want government not in your lives whatsoever. They think private, private enterprise, private businesses can kind of sort out the rules. But it's like, in, in times like this, like you, everybody's looking around going, who is in charge? who is going to tell us what to do? Like, should restaurants close down? Should beaches close down? And if you have a bunch of people that are in government that don't give a fuck about government, Mm -hmm. then they're not (laughs) equipped to tell people what to do because they haven't assembled a good team and they frankly aren't even interested in it. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's what always kind of shocked me about this like anti-government position from Republicans who are like, I'm going to run and my platform is government sucks. And It's just like, why are you even running then? I, g- I guess you're just trying to push through private interests uh, agenda. So it just I just feel like a lot of these politicians are being revealed for like being pretty like ill-suited for the job because like when, when times like this re- – when we're in a time like this that really requires a lot of organizational prowess, like they just don't have it.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Agreed. Yeah. Um, oh, another guy that I really liked, uh, by the way. Um, have you been seeing the PSAs from Loblaw's slash Shoppers Drug Mart? Galen Weston, like the the owner of that company, I thought he's been really good. He so he's looks like a kind of like pretty like distinguished old white guy, and he's one of the richest dudes in Canada. But basically, uh, he's been uh, kind of steering the ship when it comes to all the supplies that are going to grocery stores. And he's just been so reassuring to all Canadians going like, please don't hoard. Our supply chain is really good. Um, Here's the game plan. We're going to pay our our workers more. We're going to limit the hours so that we can get them uh, good rest. And we're going to allow seniors to come in first thing in the morning so they're not getting thrashed around in the grocery store. I feel like he's really come out uh, of this as as a great leader in a time when people are pretty concerned about where they're finding their food.
2: Yeah, on a similar note, there's – I can't think of any of the distilleries right now, but a handful of distilleries in the country are not making booze anymore. They're making hand sanitizer because I guess the ingredients are very similar. Um, You just need like an extra two ingredients to make hand sanitizer out of vodka or whatever it may be, or gin. So those are also a few industries that are definitely stepping up in the the shortness of PPE that the hospitals are seeing. Mm
3: Mm-hmm. That's right.
1: How much have you guys been drinking in all this? You are you you Mike. You haven't drank at all, really.
0: I uh, had like uh, I'd say on like night number three, Danica and I drank some wine, got a little bit drunk on wine, and then that. But that's it. I I like I said like <laughs> so much about drinking for me is like joyful. Like I'm I'm not a guy that drinks when I'm like sad mm. or depressed. Uh, I've always, drinking for me has always been sort of like a. A social fun pursuit like I want to drink with my pals I want to celebrate something or whatever pine after work let's talk about movies it's 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 hard for me to drink in a time like this just because it's like I, I, there's not a lot of joy in it right now but like I said I'm sort of waiting you know to see how the next week or two unfold and then maybe I'll be happy to crack a Guinness and get on FaceTime and you mm-hmm. know have a laugh with the boys but, how about you Shaney? you've been drinking a lot
1: uh, not a lot no but sometimes I do find if I am depressed I can drink my way out of the depression and then feel happy for a little bit. <laughs> so... <laughs> no, that mm. won't work. That won't work for me. Not not in like a
0: small... Like we're in an apartment. Like it's like maybe if I could go out and like mm. sit at a pub with my pals or something, yeah. you know what I mean? Or like Dana and I could go sit in a restaurant and have a drink and really break. It's like, you know, we got the baby sleeping a room away. You got to be quiet. She might wake up. It's like everything about the the construct is, isn't is conducive yeah, to life. Yeah, 100%. And I'm not recommending it.
1: people do that. Obviously, I'm just saying that's what works for me. And I'm realizing now my brain is wired a little bit uh, different than a lot of other people. But uh, yeah, to answer your question, I am. I I got I had about five or six beers on Alex's uh, birthday, but she's not drinking at all. And then I woke up and I had a little bit of a headache, so I was I was regretting it a little bit. And it's it's not as fun uh, since Alex isn't drinking. It, I, I we probably would have been drinking quite a bit more if she was able to
3: yeah what about you Maxie? no no i'm in the same boat as you mike like i i love to have a drink with my friends and to be social and that's like i crave that just being social not necessarily the drinking part but yeah at home like i just don't really have any any interest in it which makes me kind of feel better if, if i've ever thought i'm like ah, oh, like am i am i relying on this too much and it's really like i have no craving for it at all it's it's really more about um, seeing friends and that being part of like the experience. Yeah. So uh, yeah, not, 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 I'm, yeah, I've never been healthier. Uh, Erica, you live with roommates, right?
2: Yeah, I do. Two of them.
0: How do you, how are you guys handling like the, the quarantine thing? Like, is it kind of like the three of you all in it together? Or are you like limiting your, are you social distancing? Like, well, how does that work mechanically?
2: No. So it's actually kind of not great because I've been working from home since Monday, but they were both in the office all week. So if your roommates are in the office, it's almost like you're in the office too. You know what I mean? Like you're getting Mm -hmm. exposed to everything they're getting exposed to. Um, But like I said, I have my mom's car. So I've at least been driving them to work every day. So they haven't been on the TTC, but
3: Mm, that's nice of you. Yeah, that's good.
2: Yeah. But yeah, um, uh, yeah. I I think their, I think their works are implementing work from home this week. So that's good that they'll Mm -hmm. be home. Although... I'm a little worried we might get a little sick of each other, but we'll see how it goes.
1: When you're when you're driving, do you do you make them well, sit this... in the back?
2: <laughs> like I'm their Uber driver. Yeah. Uh no, no. They said uh, they said shotgun with me.
1: <laughs> if something really good happened and they wanted a high five, would you give it to them?
2: Yeah, yeah, I would. Wow, I would.
0: Well, I mean, this is the thing that the three of them are in it together mm-hmm. at this point. Like if they're going to live together for the duration of however long this lasts, like Erica said, like, I, I mean, here's, what's difficult is there's a lot of people right now that are still required to go into the office. They're still required to go into work. Like Shane, myself, Max, we've, we have jobs where, you know, uh, a little more flexible that way, but there's a lot of people that can't just say, no, I can't go into work or they can't pay their rent or something like that. So it's like. It is interesting as this thing sort of really starts to shut down and then the only essential people out there are like health workers, grocery store workers. And who knew, by the way, that like people that worked in grocery stores would end up becoming like frontline workers during a pandemic. Like shouts to them, man, for keeping this shit running. Like there's so many people out there actually still doing their work. Like, fuck. Honestly, like they're the real heroes, man. It's like. I saw a tweet, I can't remember who tweeted it, but it was like, you know, we've spent so much time in the society sort of like, um, celebrating like, uh, you know, rich people who are like, you know, traders and CEOs and, you know, people that sort of like know how to generate wealth. And like, I get it. Like money runs the world and the people that do that have a very valuable skill in like a healthy society that it doesn't have to worry about, you know, things like pandemics or wars, but when it comes down to actually like shit hits the fan it's like that's when it's like these people are actually doing work and none of those other fucking guys would ever step foot into like a grocery store to, and keep working their job and make sure that there's bread on the shelves, yeah. you know. My, that's like, that's been the real eye-opener for yeah. us, you know. My me, 16-year-old
2: anything. sister works at Sobeys, so when she's done her quarantine, she's she's going back to work on April 5th, I think. A little spooked for her, but. And uh, actually my roommate Kate works Wild. for Bell Media as well. She works at CTV News in Scarborough, so shout-outs to all the media personnel keeping it going
0: yeah the news is still churning out people are still out there covering stories and and, and bringing us the news uh, should we get to shane
3: surprise uh, for, to wrap this up
1: let's do sure, it sure i kind of um, i tasked my wife with coming up with a story because i was doing some work for her so i asked her to do some work for me and i don't know if she's good at this job like honestly uh so her (laughs) her her story that she wants to talk about is she says they're uh they're going to implement uh they're going to start arresting people if they break their quarantine and i was just wondering how you guys felt about that (laughs) or she's wondering about that actually (laughs) so is this an interesting story is it worth talking about at all
0: Let's hit it. Sure. Yeah. So let's say that they implement, let's say, let's say that they implement like a a form Mm -hmm. of martial law, like basically where they're like, it's on lockdown, which pretty much Italy is like right now. Like Mm -hmm. you need to have a reason to be outside. Or I I think for them, it's a fine. I don't, don't, I'm not exactly (laughs) sure how it works. But let's, let's say that it's illegal to be out in the street unless you're going to get groceries Mm -hmm. or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Hey, man, like, I don't know. You know, this gets back to Max's thing about people on the right, like not wanting government in their Mm -hmm. lives, but. In some ways, like it's like if we don't implement certain things, people are just going to kind of do their own thing, which kind of breaks the chain. I, I don't know. Philosophically, it mm-hmm. is weird to me to have like an authoritarian sort of like um, rule of law that's like you can't leave your home. It's, it's scary. It reminds, you know, It's like something you read in a history book. But practically, it might mm-hmm. be something we have to do if people don't fucking like behave themselves and, and act responsibly You yeah. know, for the greater good of people. What do you, what do you guys think?
1: Well, it's funny. I'm realizing now, just just as I was uh, uh, saying this story back, I realized why Alex maybe picked this story because we went for a walk uh, in the park the other day and she noticed a bunch of people carrying these big bags and she thought it was like a a news organization going to set up their tripod and their, their camera and do a story or something in the park about how people feel about walking around. But they ended up pulling out all these brass instruments and started Uh, playing like a little bit of a free show. I guess they were trying to do like a Gal Gadot type of Italy type thing. (laughs) But Alex was so offended that they all had brass instruments and that they were spewing out their spit and saliva everywhere because brass instruments like our wind instruments are kind of dangerous right now. So Alex wanted to call the cops on them. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so I think she, Alex and I was like Alex, don't no, we're not no. gonna call the police. She's like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna call 911. I was like, no, they, they they won't do it. But I think Alex is all for uh this mandate. But I, I'm I'm just I just put two and two. <laughs> well, together.
3: here's a, I, I'd say that like so far everybody's been pretty well behaved. Obviously, you're seeing stories from certain corners of the earth, whether it's like in Florida or some. You know, some beachside town in some far off place that like people are still going about their business like nothing's wrong. That's fucked up. And those people should be fined and arrested. But so far, feel feels like everybody in Canada is, is doing a pretty good job. I mean, obviously, I
0: don't know, is... man. I heard there's no? people in like Bellwoods hanging out. That's what I heard. I, I could be wrong. I'm not. There was the people streets,
1: where hanging out in Bellwoods. Hmm. Yeah, I've seen some weird stuff online, and I'm like, these people think this is what social distancing is,
3: but this isn't it. Yeah, no, listen, I get there's always going to be dummies. And sure, if if we get to a point that, uh, you know, we need to police them, then sure. But I think like... The majority of people, like, you know, just seeing the, the, the empty subways, seeing an empty Young and Dundas Square on a Friday night, that to me says more than a few dummies doing, like, hanging out in Trinity Bellwoods Park. Right. And, like, and I think so far, like, I, I, I don't think there's too much criticism of, of the way Canadians have done it. And mm-hmm. of course, there's going to be particular instances of idiots, but mm-hmm. so far, so good. And
1: do you guys, I, I think, do you think that this is going to. like prove that global warming is a thing or that like, is there going to be any scientific positive breakthroughs to come of this? Because people are staying at home in such an unheard of way that it's actually going to be able to push the the needle forward in in that direction.
0: There, I saw a story where, um, I don't know if it was a city in China, but essentially since the lockdown for the first time ever, you can see the city from satellite because the Mm -hmm. pollution is cleared up.
1: But do you think this will definitively yeah. make all the naysayers uh, who think that global warming is a hoax actually believe it because there'll be some scientific data to, to back up the claims?
0: No, I think there's already scientific data. I think they just want the economic machine to turn back up. Like, I think there's a lot of people just waiting around going like, when is this going to be over so that we can go back to, you know, our economy? And, and honestly, there's like, there's validity in that. But a lot of the ways that like the economy churns and makes its money are sometimes antithetical, like they're they're not in the best interest of the environment, even though they're in the best interest of you know maybe making money. So I don't know if those people will all of a sudden be like, you know what, we've learned our lesson, guys. I think they're just gonna be like, how can I make as much money as quick as possible because we're all broke.
1: But if we're all dead, it's hard to make money too.
0: Oh, I agree, but I feel like they feel like it's gonna be long after they're dead. Um, Erica, what do you think about the idea of like, say you and your friends were walking over to a you know outside for a walk or even a run. And then you were to get like a fine or arrested for being outside.
2: Yeah. that seems It seems a little scary. Like the fact that the police have that authority, but I mean, I don't know, like if people aren't taking this seriously, like maybe that is the best route, you know?
3: Yeah. I mean, I think um, Shane, to to your question, I don't know how much this relates to global warming. I Didn't I hear something that uh, this will all fare a little bit better when it uh, gets a little warmer outside because the virus doesn't spread as easily when it's hotter. And that's
1: out. proven not to be accurate because in Singapore, it's always pretty warm and it's thriving over there. Okay. Well,
3: that is, okay. So maybe I something to do with global warming, but I will say, um, and it, my hope is that people will come to respect government, uh, and, you know, experts a little bit more yeah. because I feel like, you know, the last like 10, 15 years of like this, like social media, Instagram age where people don't seem to have any discernible skills, but they just get like rich and famous off of it anyway. And like, we've seemed to like forget. And there's a lot of like anti-government people on the conservative side of things that like, don't want the government in my life, that kind of thing. Um, But now, you know, we're seeing how important those jobs are. So I hope it's easier to pass legislation moving forward that seems maybe cautious, but we can all point to, it's like, look, we need to do this because we need to be ready for next time, and we need to be prepared next mm-hmm. time something like this happens. So that might that might be a change in the culture, I think. Right. Uh, all right, let's wrap it up. Yeah. What else? What else? Is there anything before we're wrapping here? Shane, give me a joke. I don't. Uh, it,
1: it's so, <laughs> it's so awkward and hard to be funny over these because we're we're not in the same room together. So it really is hard to end on a good funny, you know. But I, I'm not really a, a guy who can tell a joke on command. You tell me a joke, Max. (laughs) Okay.
3: Well, uh... I, um... Sorry, sorry, sorry. fuck this. Let's go. All right, we're (laughs) (laughs) bye.